Hey everybody, welcome back to the Daily Anime Podcast. It's me, Jefferson, and today we're going to talk about the season premiere of Arby and the Chief, the eighth season. Now, um, if you kept up with this show, then you know that I'm a really big fan of this little machinima series called Arby and the Chief, and... There's been some new people, so I guess I'll just talk about the show in general. So, way back when I was in high school, not that long ago, but I guess I guess it has been like eight years, but whatever. Like eight years ago, I discovered this little show called Master Chief Sucks at Halo, which was um, someone doing a Microsoft Sam um, voice for a Master Chief action figure playing Halo and being really bad at Halo and just swearing and being being the troll. Um, that was the joke. And turn that into a series, adding in some new characters, an Arbiter action figure, and it was called Arby and the Chief. And... Arbiter would be like the voice of reason against this sea of internet trolls and they'd have this back and forth um Master Chief would just be like on some wild nonsense and Arbiter would just be like no you're being completely unreasonable and that would be where a lot of the humor would come out and it's funny um as someone who's been watching this show progress because I commented on this before is that we also watch John progress as a filmmaker and an artist and um I gotta say the last season season seven which um was two years ago ended that season was amazing it was absolutely amazing um John, throughout, like, the the course, basically after season four or so, was having a hard time trying to find an identity for the show. Because he, uh, as, like, any person who changes, was studying film. And I like to say that probably because he was studying film, I started studying film. That's a part of why I did it, but... Um, and he tried to make the show a little bit more serious, but that's kind of the thing is that where the first few seasons had just been comedy, the new season in trying to flesh out some strange conflict, um, and add on more to the characters beyond Arbiter being the voice of reason and Master Chief being an internet troll, um, in trying to take on some sort of narrative conflict and be more serious or whatever. Um, a lot of fans felt alienated, and um, I wasn't. I thought it was cool. I thought it was dope. Um, and I guess it's kind of hard to take seriously because these are sentient action figures with microsoft mike and microsoft sam voices and they they play halo like that's not like what's the odds right um and the way that they developed conflict and developed drama was one through 
this concept of hacking and two through um basically hacker well actually the explain the hackers like they would brick people's consoles whenever they'd frag anybody in game um and the other way that they developed conflict was just through arbiter's loneliness arbiter as a relatively intelligent sentient being um obviously wasn't too happy that his only companion that he could talk to was an internet troll um and his loneliness and wanting to seek others out um we got several other characters who could fulfill the role of being arbiter's smart friend but um yeah like that's a lot of what drove the show um the destruction of property whenever they brick whenever they ban people by fragging them they would also brick the console that is remove it and ban the, the whole console from the xbox live system or whatever and um that would be the destruction of property and loneliness which i think at the time when i watched it and i think this is something that's just kind of true of people on the internet in general is that a lot of us are pretty damn lonely and bored lonely and bored you have a lot of young people who are lonely and bored not really sure of who they are trying to find their identity and figure the world out without really any guidance um in this new world we call the internet and that's something that spoke to me and i think speaks to a lot of fans as the emotional uh core of the series and master chief not Master Chief, Arbiter's struggle for meaning in his life when he is confined to an apartment and an Xbox. And the end of the last season, I'm going to spoil it. We're just going to go straight into spoiler mode. But the end of the last season ended with their suicide, um, where they set fire to the apartments. And um, this season, they get reincarnated. And this season's interesting because this is John finally going out on his own and just becoming independent. And the way he's receiving funding for the show now is thanks to people like me who went to the Patreon page and said, I will donate money so that monthly so that you can work on this and not have another job and that this can be your job. And that's basically been his source of funding for this. Before, it was Machinima and... I've basically heard nothing but terrible things about Machinima. Like, Donkey hates Machinima. Um, all these other YouTubers hate Machinima. John's moved away from Machinima. And it's interesting. Because there's a lot of old episodes of Arby and the Chief that we can't watch anymore. Because one, Machinima owns it. Two, they were taken down from copyright and John doesn't have the original footage or the original episodes. I think he may now. But that was like a really big, interesting, little legal um, problem because it's technically a machinima project i don't know what deal he worked out i don't know how many dicks he sucked but now john um can make season eight on his own and he's independently financing it via patreon and if you don't know what patreon is you know you got google go and do that just just go it's it's basically how like all the young people not all the young people but how a lot of people these days are getting their their monies by producing 
content on the internet and getting people to give them money at intervals, kind of like um, GoFundMe or the other thing it was called. I forget. I forget what all these called. There's like so many of these that I just don't remember like half of them. And yeah. And it's interesting because John has been kind of fumbling around, taking his sweet ass time, putting out this episode. And like now I just like, oh, so this is what his mission. Like while we were obviously just like, wow, what the hell is up with all these delays? And, like, I imagine that this is what all the people at Machinima were just like, wow, John, what the hell is up with all the delays? And now John, he returned back to make him more being the chief because he don't got a job. Um, he just finished film school. And I guess he's been kind of doing odds and ends, doing film competitions and, like, making commercials here and there. Which is what you do when, you know, you you ain't, like, part of, like, a studio system or you don't, you don't have like as many connections as you do, and I don't really know how the film studio, uh, well, film system production system works up in Canada. I imagine that there is a lot more government grants than there may be here, but I'm probably wrong. And um, John's not in on that, and he's um, making shit via internet contributions. So I got to say. Now that I've talked enough about the show, I should probably talk about this episode. So, this episode, a lot of different things happen. Um, We had three settings. One, space, where we're clearly in the world of, um, what's it called? Of a multiplayer map in Halo. And there is basically um, whatever 343 thing in Halo was called. The evil floating circle thing. (laughs) I forgot this Guilty Spark or whatever. 343 whatever. Uh, I forget what he's called. Um, And that's Master Chief. And he's the AI for Truth and Reconciliation or whatever. And they're on some... um, undisclosed journey they just said they're on this journey and he wakes up arbiter and wakes up cortana and arbiter and cortana both have amnesia and they can't remember what happened master chief tells them they've been asleep for four years and cryogenic sleep or whatever and um there's just some interactions there that's most of what happens in that then there's this other world where it looks like Claire, um, Master um, Arbiter's main love interest in the earlier seasons, is holding an in-game memorial um, for Arbiter and Master Chief. And basically, you have like a bunch of people from the previous seasons. Some of them I don't even was just like you. You wrote about you. You wrote in that dude. Like you wrote in him from back in Halo Three. Is like you remember that shit. It was like, oh, okay, all right. And, like, they're just giving testimony over the effect that um, Arbiter and Master Chief had in their life. And mostly it's just bad. Like, when Master Chief um, and them crash that wedding and basically Master Chief is being a foul internet troll um, and their participation in, like, hacking organizations or whatever. And there's Claire just being like, you know... 
Arbiter's actually like a sweet dude, and um, I feel a way about Master Chief that's not good, but you know, it's just like I accept them. And Clara's character, I would say, is mostly us, but yeah. But we also see that Master Chief and Arbiter also have some type of mission here. It's implied that they're probably going to attack their own Halo 3 wake or whatever. Which, and it's just like some vague, we have to do it to find our purpose in life. And it's actually really kind of scary watching this scene. Um, Master Chief starts off and says, you're not getting cold feet, are you? And, you know, just challenging Arbiter, like, we have to do this. And there's no real given reason aside from, we just have to do it to discover our purpose. And here, I think we see an interesting develop in Arbiter. And this is, I think, just like a true thing about Arbiter's character is that Arbiter becomes scary because Arbiter embodies authority. Master Chief is the opposite of authority because Master Chief is just a flaky internet troll who may or may not commit, but just does things on a whim because he's bored and because he's looking for something to fill his time. Um, and... Arbiter being a serious character on a mission, not entirely sure what it is, but we can imply that they're going to crash their own wake. We're not sure if they're going to, like, they have, like, frag bands like they had in previous seasons or not, but, like, this is what's going on. And then you have the last part, which is an extension of that one, where we're in um, their new apartment, and they have a fight over Master Chief wanting to step out and not go through with the plan and just being like, no, I don't want to do whatever it is we're doing. What if you're wrong about your reasons? And that's the episode. That was an hour and 17 minutes. And honestly, I want to say this is the greatest thing ever because, you know, I want to be able to say RB and the Chief is like the best part of my day. Because that's what it was in the past few seasons where I said, yeah, this is actually like the best part of my day. And that's what the last season was for me. It was like this last season is incredible because you're doing things and you're having an interesting layer of social commentary beneath. Well, maybe not that interesting, but, you know, there's a le- there's a layer of social commentary where you're deflecting um, all this stuff onto the characters within the text that's, I guess you could say, relatively easy to read, but I'm not entirely sure, like, what this is about. This episode, and I'm guessing this season, is probably going to be a lot more self-reflexive, because most of this is just about how does the internet community take these two characters, and it's interesting because they try to memorialize them in one sense that um, Claire wants to just be like, hey, these two mean a lot to me. And then there's the, oh, these two internet trolls are uh, have done horrible things. They participated in the last hacking clan and destroyed a bunch of hardware and cost a lot of people's money, which to me is just mostly kind of whatever. But, um, like, and Master Chief obviously just being a foul internet troll. So in that sense, 
they're trying to they're trying to mourn people who we consider unmournable. This is two sentient plastic toys, and that's interesting. But I just feel like the tone of this episode is just weird because there is a lot of him, John, trying to evoke two thousand one: A Space Odyssey, and um, a lot of the dialogue is interesting etc etc but like 2001 a space odyssey is very cosmic and deals with creation and master chief's not exactly like a cosmic character and there is like a cosmic element to it but i just kind of feel like he fails like i don't i really don't know what tone you're going for here and the mystery that's okay like i guess i'm willing to be more forgiving of this than i may be of something else because it's something that i like a lot but i mean i I have to say it it's just like i don't i don't know what's going on and maybe that's kind of the point is that maybe these two don't know what's going on either but um yeah if uncertainty was the goal of this first episode to, like, try to cue us in on, like, the mystery or the meaninglessness of life or whatever that's to come, then then maybe he succeeded. But it's not as entertaining or as pleasant to watch as it has been in the past. Um, and like I said, I don't know. Maybe that's good. Maybe that's bad, right? I'm aiming more towards that I got hella hyped and I'm kind of disappointed. And I don't want to feel this way. Like, I really, really don't want to feel this way. This is what I was feeling when I first watched Gun Unicorn Episode 7. This is what I was feeling when I first watched Pacific Rim. Actually, how I think about Pacific Rim, I don't want it to be like this. Like, this is what I'm really worried about. Is I sat through an hour and 17 minutes and I don't feel satisfied. Like, is this where you are with your life, John? Are you, you're like, what, like, 25? And, and like, is this how you want us to feel? Because, I mean, maybe that's just how I feel about my life in general. But it's just like, what? I don't know. I mean, I trust John enough to think, to have hope out that this is going to get better. And I hope, I hope, actually, he, he listens to this. I don't know if he will. He's a busy man. Um, and this is a podcast, and this isn't like a written thing. Maybe I'll write out a letter to him, just be like, "Hey, um, this is kind of disappointing. Um, this doesn't seem as funny as it was before, and maybe that's just me and my taste in humor just changing. But it's just I don't like this episode. Maybe it's too long. Like honestly, I just kind of feel like it's too long." too self-deprecating and self-referential but not in a good way but yeah that's my thoughts on the first episode um i'm looking forward to more i know john can do better than this i don't know what he wants out of this season but you know what i trust that it's going to a good place